All right, well, good day and welcome back to the Wing It podcast. Um, this is the NBA episode. We're going to talk about the hottest topics in the NBA right now. There's a lot going on. Trade yep. rumors galore. So, I mean, the trade period dropping up any minute now. Uh, two days ago, I still believe. Two days ago, wrapping up on Friday for us here in Oz. That's correct. Very and exciting time, so you never know what's going to happen. No, anything can happen in the NBA, that's for sure. Uh, probably the only sport in the world really like it in terms yep. of trades. Um, and then obviously, we've got the exciting All-Star game. Not the actual game that's exciting, but the, uh, the actual voting, the selections is the best part. It all goes downhill from here. It's always a talking point. 100%. But I'm keen for the skills comp and everything like that. So they that's have, always good fun. They were really good um, introductions a couple of years back, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I really like the skills part. I like how they do bigs versus smalls. Yeah, and that's really. I hope they're doing that again. I assume they are. So they always change it up with the with the NBA All Star Weekend. They're never afraid to do that, which no, I like. I really enjoy that. Huge so. fan of that. I like love the it. The year they did the Kobe tribute. Yes, oh, I absolutely love that. No, I like that. And are they doing? I don't know. Are they doing the first two a target score again? No, they're not. No, no. no. I really like that. No, I, I don't think they're doing that because they didn't do that last year. Uh, yeah, you might no, be right. I think it was just for the Kobe year they did that. Um, Could it be was, wrong, but I did enjoy that as that well. That was really so. good because it made those last five possessions really hectic. Yeah, exactly right. Every possession counted so Oh, much, it was fantastic. So. They were actually playing defense. Yeah. That was fantastic. All right. Well, talking about a talking point, let's move on to probably the most talked about athlete in the NBA for the last five years, not named LeBron or KD, and it's James Harden. Yeah. Um, Polarizing as he may be. Yeah, hugely polarizing. And now we are coming to the part where there's rumours of him leaving Brooklyn for, uh, I guess, better pastures, but I'm not too sure what he's thinking considering it's the only three-man band in the NBA, I'd say, of three genuine stars. And they're such a strong team in such a an odd Eastern Conference. Like, you've got yeah. the Bucks, who are only about five games above 500 at the moment. Middleton's really not firing this year, which we'll get into later. Um, and the Lakers, he can't... You can't call Russ a three. No, you can't, no. <laughs> and yeah, the Eastern Conference is just, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't think there's any clear winner. The Bulls were on top the other day. Now it's the Heat. And, and I Bulls don't getting see, blown out. Yeah, today. getting massively blown out. So I don't really see the Bulls or the Heat as huge favourites necessarily. No. So I think in a wide open East, I don't see why Harden would be leaving this team where it seems like it's a most perfectly set up for him. Oh, 100% it is. And now with Kyrie being able to play the away games, and I feel like it's only a matter of time till one rules change or two, he just decides to bloody get the vax. Yeah. I feel like it's one of the two will happen sooner rather than later. I don't think either's going to happen this season. Really? I just think this season, Kyrie is going to stick to what he's sticking to. Oh, boy. And I actually quite respect that he's just sticking to it. Oh, I like he's sticking to his guts, like, but... I don't really, like, oh. sort of believe in what he's talking about, but... He's he's not really wavered on it. I thought he probably would, to be honest. But it shows Same. he's pretty um, pretty dead set in his morals uh, with the entire vaccine and the mandates thing. But we won't get into that. No. Um, but yeah, I just don't see um, how Harden sees it as a better idea to go to the 76ers, a different dynamic, different coach, different players, and try and play a new role rather than stay in this same offense that he's been accumulated, uh, acclimated to over the last couple of years. Oh, I've got no, it makes no sense for me either. And um, I'm not sure if it's because, you know, the going's got a little bit tough now. They're yeah. seventh in the East. You know, they're actually, they're, they're not a lock for the playoffs, which is hard no. to believe. But, no one is. But they have had injuries, clearly, when you lose your best player in Kevin Durant and you're only having part-time players in Kyrie, it's expected. But it's hard to believe because I think he's getting best of both worlds here in Brooklyn. Yep. He is getting his nights where he is the main man, 35-point triple-doubles, like he was in Houston for five years, if not more. And he gets the nights when he has the 
he's the third best player on the court at the time and just can take a back seat. Yeah, and he has no pressure on him. Yeah, exactly right. It seems like the best of both worlds for him. And then he also has the nights where he's just the one-two punch with uh, Durant or he's the one-two punch with Kyrie. It all checks out. It all checks out. It's really strange, this net situation. We, We thought it would be fantastic when it all began. Everyone sort of questioned how it would work and if there was too many egos in the locker room. And I think we're sort of seeing seeing that now and, and the effects that it can have. And I feel like there's just too many cooks in the kitchen with this one. Uh, and it's it's the impossible impossible job for Steve Nash, and he's doing so well with it at the moment. But I don't know if Harden does need to step out in order for, for it to work a lot better. Now, let's move on to, we'll keep on the same topic, but let's move on to the, uh, the team that has the monopoly right now, and that is Brooklyn. He's a, still a contracted player. Yep. So let's look at both sides of Brooklyn. Why would Brooklyn move on from James Harden? I think one, there's got to be a great package, and yep. a great package you could probably think of straight away might be a Simmons package. Ben Simmons, that is the name thrown around. Is there any other packages you could think of, or that have been rumored about? I can't think of any that have been rumored about. It's no. only been for Simmons. And who else on the market are you going to get a chance Harden for right now? Well, I think we saw this already play out uh, about a year ago, or just a little bit over a year ago, when Harden was traded from the Rockets after forcing his way out. There was not really much on the table for him. No. It didn't seem like there was many teams who were actually keen on getting him. Uh, the Sixers was, were, again, the main driver uh, in, in all the negotiations. And it was sort of the same thing they were offering. They were offering Ben Simmons a pick and maybe a Tyrese Maxey or a, a Matisse Thibel. And that's sort of what's been offered again. Uh, and even furthermore, you, you look at what the Rockets did get as well. For that James Harden package. Oh boy. They ended up getting all the players left that they got. So oh, yeah. they ended up with. It was scraps. Well, they ended up with Brooklyn's first round pick this year. Which I couldn't even tell you what it was into. Which it will be probably a bottom five pick. Yeah, 100%. And then it'll, they also got Brooklyn's pick next year, which you wouldn't think would be very high either. Nope. And then Milwaukee's pick the next year. Which would be high. All pick swaps apart from that, which Houston aren't going to. Swap their picks with anyone. They're not going to be because they're going to be the best soon, pick. They? Exactly, they're going to be the bottom five. Exactly right. So they really got nothing for Harden, and it sort of shows its value and how the league values them over the last couple of years. Yeah. And that's why I think there's so few offers out there uh, for him at the moment. But we're only really hearing uh, about this Simmons offer, I think, because of Daryl Morey and, and his relationship yeah. with Harden. Obviously, spending so long with him uh, in Houston and being quite close with him, it seems so. I just don't think Harden could go anywhere but the Nets at the moment because it seems like it's the only option. But Philly, yes. Oh, sorry, but Philly, yeah. So speaking of Nets, then why wouldn't they do this trade? I mean, straight off the bat, what does Simmons bring you more of than Harden does? It's defense and that's it. Exactly right. But I think it works really well for both teams. So obviously... Right now, Ben Simmons is an absolute zero for the Sixers because he's not playing. He's a donut. So bringing Harden in brings another superstar in. Yeah. Brings a more like more dynamic uh, piece to your offense. A player that can obviously spread the floor really well. One of the best playmakers in the league. Yeah. And he's an okay defender when he wants to be. Yeah. But he doesn't really need to be in this sense. It's a really good defensive team. They've got a strong um, sort of defensive structure perimeter or interior and also just a good defensive identity they know who they are so um but for the nets i see it as a really a real positive as well 
Yeah. So you're getting the playmaking side of Harden still in Simmons. You are. Uh, which I think that's probably which equally could, as good playmakers. You could arguably say slightly better as he's a less selfish player. Exactly He's not even right. willing he's, to take the shots. He's not going to take up take those awful shots that Harden no. takes, um, whether they're setback threes or contested jumpers. Um, so Simmons isn't going to do that. He's not worried about getting his shots, which which is more than fine. <laughs> if we've seen that. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. He honestly couldn't care less about getting shots up. No. But also... For Durant to have him as a defensive partner, that would just elongate Durant's uh, career so much, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. Because the onus is largely on Durant to be the defender in this team. But then bringing in Simmons, probably the best defender in the league, uh, in my personal opinion anyway. 3-1-5, 100%. Yeah, for sure. Like, just can guard every position. He provides so much more flexibility on defense for the Nets. So whether it's you're coming up against like a Joel Embiid type where you need a big body in there. You throw Simmons in there. Or you're coming up against like a Dame Lillard where you need someone to defend a guard. He's your man as well. It provides just so much more lineup flexibility than what they've already got. And also, there's not going to be too many cooks in the kitchen because he can be such a good screener. 100%. So, I think it works perfectly for the Nets. And we're looking at it in an era in the NBA now where two-man bands are the way going forward. Yep. Uh, are what the thing is right now. Yep. I mean, who can you think of as a two-man band that can match up on AD and LeBron? Literally no one. It's only KD and Simmons. Yeah. If they do that, that is the perfect stopper. Exactly right. And that's the sort of team you're going to come come up against. Of course it is. I think it is the team you come up against. Or like a Giannis. You, yeah, exactly. Giannis and Middleton. Done. KD, KD and um, Simmons are two great players to throw at Giannis. They've got the oh. length. They've got the defensive capabilities. And that's who you're going to need to stop to get to the finals. Oh, 100%. So it's, a, it's an interesting trade. I highly doubt it gets done. Yeah. but I I'll, hope it gets done for my fantasy. Stuff. I bet you do, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? A lot, a lot of things to go through with that. Um, now, let's go on. Let's continue with the Simmons talk. Let's shift from Harden to, onto Simmons. His future right now. Obviously, we have the rumours of the Brooklyn trade. There's yep. been no other suitors that have even read their head. Minnesota was one of the biggest talking teams uh, to Simmons for a while there, and that yep. trade's never going to get done. Never. It will never get done. So right now, it's it has to be James Harden. Yep. And he's 25, year old, 25 years old, and as you said just before the show, a two-time All-NBA star. Three-time All-Star. Sorry, three-time. Three-time All-Star, yeah. Yep. He's... He's going to miss the whole entire year. Yeah, he is. And I, I hope the deal gets done, but I just don't don't see one getting done at the moment this season. It just doesn't seem to me enough interest for him whatsoever. So, And by the way, I'm completely on Simmons' side with this entire thing. I think really being in that fan base, it's so toxic in Philadelphia. It's honestly ridiculous. I would not want to have any part in it whatsoever. Wow. And copying what he did, all the blame was all on him uh, for the Atlanta Hawks loss. And I don't think all the blame should have been on him whatsoever. I think it was narrowed down to one play where he passed up a dunk. And he's a pass-first player. If Chris Paul did that, no one would ever speak about that. No, you're right. I think so too. So I just think it's It was a bad play watching it. It was a bad play. But let's be real. If you watched any play 100 times over in slow motion and picked out the bad bits about it, I think everyone could sort of have their two cents and point at it. But and everyone forgets Embiid's first half where he couldn't hit, hit a lick. I think it was one for 12 or something or other. Exactly right. hit a lick. He's up against a Clint Cabela who he, by all means, should absolutely dominate. Yeah. And he didn't do that. So no one really speaks about that. I think it's a bit unfair for Ben Simmons, but I don't think we ever see him play in a 76ers jersey again, which no, is not no. an outrageous statement whatsoever. But I just cannot believe 
that there are not an, any sodas through. I think there's sodas, but I think they, I think Philly just have to. They're playing such hardball because. Well, have you ever seen a twenty-four now twenty-five-year-old, three-time, a uh, two-time All NBA, three-time All Star, number one pick, just an absolute freak of nature, a generational player. Yeah, a generational player. Play. He hundred percent is. Just hold out like this. It's an yeah. unprecedented circumstance which no one really can comprehend or understand. Especially in the first year of your your deal, your four-year deal, and he's just completely holding out against them with leaving no one really any option. To be honest, like no, no one's wanting to take him on because his mentality sort of seems weak from the outside looking in. Oh, yeah. But then if you're um, the 76ers, you don't want to move him for any anything less than what his value is. No, and you, can't, you have to. You, you can't. Exactly right. But uh, as you said, a 25-year-old generational playmaker, generational defensive player, you don't want to just be throwing him away for a bag of chips. So I don't even know who the potential suitors are that are going to come out of the woodwork in the off-season. But I think this off-season is really going to shake a few things up. You've got James Harden on an expiring deal. You've got um, Bradley Beal on an expiring deal. And there's so many other players uh, that are looking for new homes at the moment and not Mm. getting the opportunity they're wanting. So I believe that Ben Simmons is going to go to... Oh, I think a Portland Trailblazers sort of... That Dame sort of Lillard fringe, deal. Yeah, Dame yeah. Lillard deal. So that sort of fringe Western Conference um, playoff team yep. that aren't quite going to make it in the next couple of years unless they get this sort of push. Yeah, even a Wizards, you know, fringe yeah. East. Yeah, that checks out. I, but I think he's even going to go... He'll have to go to the West. I think they're yeah. going to try and get him out of the East um, yeah. all they can because he's not someone you want to come up against. No, shit, no. He's such a good player and you don't want him to... Like backfire on your your own um, your own franchise. No, hundred percent. All right, now moving on from Simmons. Now, before we go any further into our All Stars, a quick shout out from our partner Bet with Joel. Now, Dogger and I, we've done a lot of punting over our years, especially in NBA. You've heard it all. More than I'd like to admit. Yeah, you've heard our um, you know Matt Smalty's you know uh, prestigious. Prestigious? That's not the word. Prestigious. That's the one. Uh, what was it? One in of the week. 23. Yeah, we, we went pretty well in the AFL season. Yeah, so. one win, 23 losses. Um, Cairns line of the week, you know, one three, I think one two, and then just shit the bed. So, yeah, look, we're terrible. We're, bet with Joel. We cannot swear by this guy enough, especially with your NBA picks. So, right now, we have a campaign going with Bet with Joel. Use the code WINGIT on checkout, and you will receive a free week on your gold, silver, or global investors packages. This is a great way to get into to the bet with Joel scene, yep. see what it's all about. These packages will give you a bit of everything, a bit of every sports, you know, some NBA stuff, some AFL stuff, a bit of this, bit of that, a real good taste. So the silver package works up to the gold and your platinum, uh, your global investors, sorry. So I use Wing It at checkout for your first free week. We cannot swear by this guy enough. You think we know stuff about sport? We know nothing. The bet with Joel team know 100 times, a 1,000 times, more than we do more than we could ever know really 100% and they've always got the edge on the bookies and that's who we always follow so how many times have we seen them take the early mail for an early totals over 208 in the NBA and then you wake up in the morning it's pairing the lines 218 you go how did that happen exactly right 100% having that edge is so important especially if you want to gamble responsibly so use code WINGIT at checkout that's WINGIT all caps no spaces at checkout beautiful now let's move on to the NBA All-Stars uh, we love the we love, everyone loves the All Stars. Let's talk about what we like. There's one thing I want to like. I like straight away. And I use him as my most improved player of the year. 
And that's Darius Garland. That's the yeah. That's the biggest thing I like the most. Yeah, for sure. I'm exactly in the same boat as you. Obviously, he's, he's in my um, fantasy team, and I've been a massive fan of him all year. He's taken such a leap uh, from where he was last year and the year before. Um, you have to remember, he, he was a sort of forgotten piece of the Zion and RJ Barrett and Ja Morant draft. So he's put himself up there as one of the best players in the league right now. Pro- probably the, the best playmaker in the league in terms of a form-wise at the moment. So... He's really up there with, um, with your Trey Youngs, your LeBrons, and that sort of elite company. And he's really driving this Cavs team to be as good as they are. They're sitting at the four seed right now. So well, well-deserved all-star appearance for Darius Garland. What else we like and what I like a lot is both Phoenix players making it. Love that. They had to. They had to. They had to. They are the best team in the league. They yes. are my championship favorites right now. And for either of them not to make it would have been a disgrace, so it had to have been both. And Devin Booker, he's been disrespected in this format before. Yeah. What else we like? It took a while, but we got there in the end. It's Lamelo Ball and Dejounte Murray now yeah, filling boys. in for the injured players. Absolutely love it. My pick for uh, most improved player this year, Dejounte Murray, making the All Star game. It was like a father watching his child. Just so proud, so proud of him. He's been unreal this year, averaging twenty points, nine assists, and eight rebounds a game. Like just ridiculous Huge. stats. Huge. Uh, and he, he sort of does it with ease, and, and he's the reason that the Spurs aren't dead dead last in the West at the moment. So. Oh, 100%. And Lamelo, exact same for everything reasons you just said. Yep. Averaging huge stats, 19, 7, and 7. Missed a few games, but yep. a well-deserved. And like you said, probably the main reason why this Charlotte team isn't scrapping with the bottom. For sure. So what else we like is I like a Draymond Green. I think he, he he's, has been well out the deserved. last couple of years, and he well deserves it. His assist numbers are through the roof, and we still haven't seen a game with him, Steph and Clay, together for yeah. since you know, you know this year or you know in the last three years. Yeah, I say. literally. So uh, sky's the limit for Draymond, and I absolutely love that pick. And the last one we love, you got. I think everyone loves it. From undrafted to all star, Freddie Van Fleet. Yeah, love it. Me he's been ridiculous this year. I picked him up in fantasy, but. Unfortunately, traded him away, which uh, seems like a bit of a bit of a bad trade now that I traded him away for Paul George, um, <laughs> who potentially could be out for the rest of the season. I hope not. But Fred Van Fleet's been unbelievable for this Raptors team, which has been a real shock for everyone, I believe. But they come into it, they don't even have a centre, uh, and they're just playing the Toronto way like they did when they won their 2019 championship. So he's been a massive part of that and well-deserved. Now, with what we do like, moves on to what we don't like. Yeah. And I'll and, happily start it. And every year, there's some of what we don't like. Oh, there's always two or three. You can't make everyone happy with these all-star teams. No, you can't make everyone happy with an all-star team, but you also can't do something as ridiculous as making Andrew Wiggins an all-star starter. Absolutely ridiculous. Minnesota fan watched this guy religiously for five-plus years. He's doing the exact same thing he did at Minnesota, in Golden State, just with a better team. So he's, he's playing the same role, same everything, just with a better team around him. So he's gone from, you know, 11th in the West to 1st or 2nd, whatever they are now. 18 points a game. Two rebounds. And four assists. Four assists. Absolutely ridiculous. Sorry, I'll around. Two assists, four rebounds. But Disgusting. Some other players that are averaging those stats. Unbelievably terrible. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. Have you heard a single person... Claim that Desmond Bain was snubbed from the All-Star. No. Grant Houlihan, maybe, but that's about it. No one thinks that Desmond Bain was snubbed. But then you see his counterpart, who is averaging exactly the same stats, is an All-Star starter. Absolutely ridiculous. Unbelievable. Um, Now, let's compare him just being a starter. Yeah. Devin Booker on the bench right now. Okay. All right. I hear what you're saying. 
Oh, but one's a guard, one's a forward. All right, fair cool. Draymond Green, his teammate, Draymond Green, seven, seven, and seven. A, and a, an elite defender. Yep. That is a better stat line than what Wiggins has ever done in his life. This makes no sense. None of it makes sense. You can't even re- reason it whatsoever. What they're saying right now with Wiggins being an all-star starter is that Harrison Barnes should have been an all-star starter when he was there. Yes, Correct. Because I guarantee he was role. putting up 16 points, two re- probably putting up five rebounds on Harrison Barnes. He would have been putting up 16, six and two, I reckon, would have been his Golden State stats. Yep. How many all-stars have he got next to his name? Absolutely, zip. Uh, absolute fast. And how many does he deserve? Zip. Exactly. Absolute fast. Anyway, on to something that's somehow more atrocious than that. It's hard to believe. Chris Middleton. Terrible. No. Chris Middleton, statistically, worst year of his career. The Bucks, statistically, the worst season in probably the last five seasons. A while. Yep. So the Bucks not sitting tidy whatsoever. They're now second. But they they came up. They, I think they're on a fourteen and two win streak right now. And putting them second in the East right now means nothing. I think, I think two games separates first to seventh. Yeah, so exactly right. Lines. So they're really not doing well in terms of what they've been doing for the last few seasons. Where Chris Middleton one hundred percent did deserve an All Star berth, but this season there are so many players that deserve it over him. You think about your Jared Allen's, your Dejounte Murray's, your uh, Lamelo Balls. There are countless players that I'd put ahead of him, uh, but then he snuck in there, and obviously those other players ended up getting in, which was fortunate just due to some injuries, um, but just n- not like not in the spirit of what the All-Star is all about. And also, Chris Middleton, the least All-Star player ever. Oh, yeah. The it's... most boring, basic player, like church league. Yeah, 100%. Literally. It just gives you nothing exciting. N- Have you ever whatsoever. seen him do a dunk? Maybe no. once. He does nothing in the All-Star game either, apart from look like Kobe, Kobe Bryant. That's all he does. He, and they are doing the draft-type model again, aren't they? Yes, they yeah. are. He will be the last pick off the board again. He would, I think he, he always... He hasn't been when Giannis is captain. Yeah. When Giannis isn't captain, he's always the last pick off the board. Yeah. It's just boring. It makes no sense. He doesn't get any, any bums on seats, and I'm not a fan of it. No. Um, but we will go back to one thing we do like, and that is DeMar DeRozan's return to the All-Star game. Absolutely love it. Love it. 26, 5, and 5. That yep. is an unbelievable stat. He's really turned his career Seriously around. nuts. Yeah, I, I honestly have not been the biggest DeMar DeRozan fan over the last few years, especially when he's been at the Spurs or, or when he was at the Raptors and just couldn't get past LeBron. Oh, but God, he's, he's just completely changed around his career right oh, now. I love it. He's, I love it. He's just a mid-range dead eye. He's clutch as they come, yeah. hitting unbelievable shots. And he's also... Great on the playmaking side of the game as well. Five assists, that was never in his that no. was never in his arsenal five years ago. And when you got the players like Lonzo Ball or you've got uh, Zach Levine out, he's getting up near the 10, 12 assist mark as well. Which yeah. is he's just revolutionized his game, which has been amazing to see. So But the issue with all of the issues that we have with this all-star team every year boil down to one specific reason. The voting. Why is the voting done how it is? It makes absolutely no sense. No, it makes no sense at all. So, first of all, the fans should get a vote. I 100% agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. But I the, like fan, that. I the like fan that. vote shouldn't be who decides, decides the starters. No. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. So, it's just a popularity contest to make an all-star starter. Yep. Which is a prestigious accolade. An unbelievable, uh, unbelievably prestigious accolade. And, and it's a slap in the face for people like Devin Booker, yep. like Draymond Green, who should be all-star starters right now, yep. and they're not. It's a slap in the face. Do you know why Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter? Because he had the vote. Yeah, but do you know why he got the vote? Why? You, you think about it. Andrew Wiggins, is he a well-known sort nah, of he plays player? for the right team. No. Nah, that's it. That's not even why. Why? 
So there's a K-pop star out there. I don't oh, know shit. if you know this. No, K- this is breaking no shit. This is no shit. There's a K-pop starter out there, or star, that did this big rally because he loves Andrew Riggins for whatever reason. So he did this big rally. He's got like 60 million followers or something ridiculous. And he just got all these Korean fans and K-pop fans to vote for Andrew Wiggins. You're kidding. No shit. I thought it was because he played for Golden State. No, nope. not at all. So just because it's some popularity contest with a K-pop star, that's why Andrew Wiggins is in there. Uh, I agree that uh, that the fan vote should be 50%. I think that's I'm going to make it 15%. It, no, I think it should be 50%. I think that's awesome. But it shouldn't decide the starters. No. Not whatsoever. No. Do you know another reason why I shouldn't? do this at all so the fan vote Jarrett Allen came sixth in the fan vote right that's pretty respectable that's, that's good that's, respectable. Yeah, that's, very, that's awesome for the front court players in the East fantastic season too he's been fantastic he's such an improved player one of the best uh, shot blockers in the league and he's been on an awesome Cavs team keep, keep in mind it is in Cleveland this year as well alright Yeah. so he was sixth in the voting rightly so Chris Middleton 14th in the fan vote. In the fan vote. All right? Uh, it makes no sense. So what right? you're saying is it's not even all the fans' fault. No, it's not. So then we then we come to the players. The players voted uh, Jarrett Allen as the fifth best player in the front court for the East. So even higher than the fan vote. Even higher than the fan vote. Players player. And you know who's a huge players player? Chris Middleton. Players really appreciate his game. 32nd. <laughs> He ranked 32nd in player votes. So 32nd in player votes, and what was it? And in fan 14th vote? in fan so votes. How's he in the play, how's he in the All Star team? That just shows the coaches have somehow elevated him into the top what six players. Baffling. Makes absolutely no sense. And it's disrespectful to Jared Allen. It is. Jared Allen deserves an All Star berth. And you're 100%. right. In Cleveland. In Cleveland just as well. Just a little bit so more to add to it. Oh, that's terrible, isn't oh, it? I don't understand it whatsoever. That's our clip for the Instagram, because yeah. that is terrible. That's that's why it should be changed. That has to go. They have to change it up big time. It should be 30-30-30, I think, all three of them. Yeah, just 33-33-33. Players and fans, because it's ridiculous. We've seen it before with Yao Ming, you know, Yao Ming yeah. always, not saying, no disrespect to Yao Ming's career, because he was a tremendous player, but he was always top two. Or, or Zaza Pachulia. Yeah. With the fan vote. I mean, Clay Thompson made the top eight in the fan vote, didn't he? He didn't yep. even play a game but by, at this point. Well, yeah, exactly right. But so, if you think about Chris Middleton, the players, the players voted him 32nd. That's crazy. So that means and the, like you said, everyone the in his, player. Yeah, everyone in his shoes, they don't, they don't even like him. They don't even think he deserves to be there. A couple of other players that um, pl- placed 32nd in the player votes. Davis Bertans. Wow. Montrez Harrell. Oh, yeah. Troy Brown Jr. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I've picked three Wizards. The Wizards are doing awful. Wow. Three Wizards who are all doing awfully, who have probably played 14 minutes a game. Troy Brown Jr., most people wouldn't even know. Kessler Edwards, tied with Chris Middleton on the boats. Yep. Wow. Place for the Nets, undrafted player, coming up. And he gets the same amount of player votes. Shows that there's absolute divide amongst the players and the fans and the coaches. And I don't understand why there's such a discrepancy. Chris Middleton shouldn't be an all-star. Get Jared Allen in there. Terrible. 
Anyway. 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 We'll just got to change the process. That's it. Uh, this is a reoccurring um, episode, by the way. So we'll see you again in 12 months' time with the exact same anger. Yeah. Uh, but that's what you like. That's what you love. That's why we're here. So that is the end of uh, our NBA episode. Now, uh, before we shut it off, AFL episodes are coming next week. NBA is through a bit of a lull right now. NFL is about to wrap up. We are ramping up the AFL. It's your favorite, and that's why we're bringing it back. So we're going to go through every single uh, AFL team and do a team by team preview. Yep. These will be coming out every three to four days, um, all the way up until the season kicks off, and we cannot wait. Cannot so wait. So we're okay. going to do talk all, everything, everything about it: trades, ins, outs, delistings, where they're going to finish, fixtures, you name it. We won't be talking about anything to do with Simon Goodwin. So if you're looking for that, go to another podcast. Uh, we will be bringing him up slightly, the gambler. So I didn't say that. Uh, but yes, so stay tuned on all our social medias. It will be up very soon. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Good night. Reminiscing on the days I ain't know what was ahead. What I gotta do to make sure the family's fed.